The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk. Well, now, a voice you will no doubt recognise because it is 25 years to the day since he started as a presenter on Today FM and he had a storied career on television before that. Veteran broadcaster and presenter Ian Dempsey, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How are you? I, I, you know, when I said veteran broadcaster, yeah, I remember I know. When, when I heard f- the word veteran, I said, oh, hang on. And then I said, oh, yeah, I probably am. Really. Yeah, because yeah, when they started to apply that term to me, I yeah. kind of... Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the beginning of the end. Yeah. Yeah. But let's go back You're to still the, going strong. I'm still going strong and yeah. intend to continue. Um, <laughs> let's go back to the very beginning. Uh, For the record. <laughs> because when I was a kid, I we used to make... Uh, record uh, programs and uh, little dramas at home on yeah. a Philips tape recorder right. which we as uh, boys and particularly the lads of the family we saved up our summer work money yeah. and we bought these things yeah. so I had a fascination for radio from the very beginning but mm. so indeed had you I did indeed and I mean I had a friend of mine who used to live across the road his dad had these big reel to reel machines and he used to go out to work and he'd say you can play with them all you like uh, the guy's name was Jonathan O'Shea and we used to make little radio shows which I still have recordings of because he oh kindly sent them to me. Uh, so someday, maybe when I finally get around to doing that podcast, I can actually uh, let people actually hear them. Uh, but I used to do radio shows. I was very impressed by your man, Ed Stewart. Remember him on BBC mm-hmm. Radio 2? He did Junior Choice on a Saturday, I think, on a Sunday morning. And uh, I, I, I was fascinated by the guy in the radio, the little, you know, whatever was going on behind the mesh. And uh, so I, I wanted to get into it. And I suppose my timing was good because the pirates came along just when I got to that age and I was able to uh, go into pirate radio as well because uh, there were lots of them opening up. So I joined them and then I progressed onto RT and I joined the, uh, RT in 1980. And, uh, and did now you, you, you were saying during the break there, yeah. there's a, an old uh, axiom yeah. that was true. You weren't there at the beginning. You weren't there in 1979. No, I wasn't in 1979 when it opened on the 31st of May, but I was there from the 1st of March uh, 1980. So a year later, I did three auditions. The first one, a failed miserably. The second one failed misery and then the third one I got a phone call to say would you come in and do another audition I said I've already done two I'm not going in again they said you will get this one I was told <laughs> <laughs> so anyway I've, I've always been told pioneers get shot settlers make the money so here okay, we are so here you are so many, <laughs> so many years later um, it, it was a buccaneering time because um, prior to the pirates coming along I mean Ireland was a desert for young people who wanted popular music. You just, mm. you had to tune into a crackly Radio Luxembourg or, or maybe the I BBC. Or Night Bus with Pat Kenny. Didn't you do that yeah, for a while? We, yeah. we did. Vincent uh, Hanley, he did it as well. 11 o'clock at night yeah. and the, it was a kind of a token thing. It was. It was from kind of 11 until 11 29 or something wasn't it like that and then they'd uh, play the national anthem we'd all say goodnight <laughs> exactly <laughs> put out the bins yeah. so so um, it, it was a desert and the, the pirates filled a gap mm. and then of course the government saw what was popular and that the, the kids were actually listening and there was uh, a demand Yeah, there was yeah. a demand yeah. so then they set up uh, alternative stations yeah and, and they also then set up RT Radio 2 as a result of that so that's what's now 2FM yeah. and uh, you know so I mean it, I think it, it was a, a great thing. Uh, it, these guys were probably lawbreakers at the time doing pirates, but it changed the landscape yeah, of and, and what we have now. And that's why News Talk is here with its beautiful raspberries, did you say? <laughs> yes, Colour, raspberry. Yeah, raspberry Colour coding, uh, <laughs> a rebrand. Yeah. Um, but at the time then, a lot of the pirate DJs migrated onto legitimate radio. Yeah. 
They did. Yeah, uh, I wasn't one of them at the start, but I mean, people like Ronan Collins, for example, he used to do what I always think was one of the first live lines because uh, he was doing a kind of Ronan Collins afternoon phone-in, which was essentially the same thing that Joe Duffy does now. And then Marion Finucan started on, on Radio 1. Uh, so he was there. Marty Whelan as well was another one. Joe Brian Duffy. Dobson, Brian indeed. Brian Dobson, yes, indeed. Uh, Brian, who is a, a massive name. I see him once a year at a, a Radio Nova dinner which David Harvey actually hosts every year and Brian would be at that as well. Uh, and I, I'm invited to it. I was never in Radio Nova, but somehow it's a, it's a bit like the mafia. You just get invited once and then you're invited always. Uh, Great and then you're, now, you, you then started to do telly. Yes. Now Dempsey's Dem. Yes. Tell me about it. Well, I was asked one day if I was, I was on the radio. I just got married, actually. And I was asked, would I come over and would I uh, would I uh, try out for continuity, which was basically introducing the programmes. But they said, we want to try something different. So it was just me. And I went over and after a few weeks, I, I, I got got the bit, the, uh, the the position and I started doing that. And then after a few weeks, kids started sending me in pictures and cuddly toys and all this kind of stuff. So we, we set up a kind of a, a, a background where all this was up there and it became very colourful. And then we decided to add on two little aliens and they came in after a few months, zig and zag, of course. And uh, and they joined me on the radio then later on. So, you know, it was uh, it was one of those things that uh, I suppose formed itself organically. And, and it uh, was called Dempsey's Den. Yeah. Simply because of the D's, they yeah, loved alliteration they in did, those indeed. days. Although when I left, I remember, uh, I remember Liam Miller saying uh, that uh, from then on, nobody, nobody's name would be on it anymore because. I had chosen to leave. Everyone you know is disposable. Mean? Exactly. So it became the den. The den, yes, exactly. <laughs> now, now, you had a very successful career, both on, on 2FM and in the den, mm. Dempsey's den, yeah. as it was. Yeah. So why'd you leave? What um, happened? Well, I, 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 I'll tell you, to be honest with you, I had spoken to people in 98FM, a Dublin station, which now is part of the Bower Group. Uh, before I left, I had spoken to people in Century Radio. I actually have a contract at home, which was specifically for me from Century Radio, but I had bottled out each time or something had happened and I hadn't gone. So I think I was always a bit of a commercial beast. I liked the idea of, I liked the idea of one person kind of owning something so that there was somebody that was answerable to. I think in some cases, cases with RTE because nobody actually owns it except everybody owns it. That's, there's nobody, everybody can pass the book and, you know, yeah. uh, you know, say, oh, well, that's not my department or whatever. Whereas if you've got a, an owner like a Dennis O'Brien or a, uh, Yvonne Bauer or whatever, uh, you are answerable to them, you know, and I, I, I was always fascinated by that and, you know, you, you get your ratings and you uh, you, you live or okay. die by, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. by the ratings. Yeah. Um, you've had a fantastic uh, career on uh, Today FM. It's hard to believe it's 25 years. 25 years. Uh, part of, of the furniture but you're as fresh as ever what's and the I, secret I don't know and I feel it well I mean I could ask you the same question now to be honest with you you know <laughs> but I mean I, I really don't know I think I'm a bit of a weirdo because my mother always said you know that she used to have to try and get me out of bed at th- 2 or 3 in the afternoon before my dad came home from work whereas I get up every morning at half 4 I spring out of the bed and I've never once in my life said okay what the, why, why am I doing this you know at my age for God's sake you know like you know I'm 62, you know, perish the thought. (laughs) (laughs) But I I have lots of energy and I enjoy every second of it and I get a real buzz out of it. And, you know, it's it's down to listeners. You've had so many highs. I don't think... 
virtually uh, no lows because it's part of your uh, formula that you don't do anything that really is going to depress your listeners as they exactly. go it's about, about their... It's about positivity and I mean there are lots of places that you can go if you want a bit of negativity or if you want to, <laughs> something kind of gloomy so we try and keep it as, as light as possible and you know you will get criticism for that why are you not talking about this or that or the other it's it's just a, it's a little oasis for people to go to and uh, it's yeah. so far so good I remember Graham Norton telling me you know there's no place for doom and gloom on the Graham Norton <laughs> show and if someone they pre-record the show of course yeah. and if someone does get a bit gloomy they cut him out really just yeah. that you're gone. that's it yeah. we'll have yeah. no doom and gloom on this Excellent. show thank well, you I think it's a good attitude mm. yeah. um, the highs then the, what really sticks out if I was to ask you what jumps out as a, a well, crowning I mean, I moment think, I think working with somebody like Mario Rosenstock who I always think is world class I mean yeah. the collaboration that we've had we've put on stage shows around the country we've got gift grub every morning uh, and it still is as fresh as a daisy um, working with him I mean going on the travels we've been to Abu Dhabi we've been to Shanghai we've been to Los Angeles we've been you know and you're sent off on these uh, trips and you know it, it, there's hard work involved but it's also you're getting to see these places yeah. and meet these people all across the world I mean they're, they're the highs and the people that you meet uh, I mean uh, often the bigger the star the nicer they are Absolutely. I mean, like I, I had a, an experience with, I've met a lot. I've met Garth Brooks, uh, uh, as I'm sure you have Madonna. Uh, I've met um, Bruce Springsteen. And I remember with Bruce, uh, you know, the, the people who work for Bruce, they're paid to be a little bit nasty. And I remember there was a, he had a, a tour manager who told me that I was there a day, a day early, which I wasn't because I had an email to say I was supposed to be there a particular day. Uh, but anyway, this woman told me, no, 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 no. I'm the boss around here. I'll tell you what, what's right and what's wrong. Come back tomorrow. This was in Berlin, by the way. It wasn't even here. Uh, and uh, so I said, OK. So I went off and I came back the next day at the assigned time. She says, don't do anything until you see me and talk to me. So anyway, I, I was standing waiting for her to arrive. And who walks in? Only Bruce Springsteen. So Bruce says to me, are you doing the interview with me? And I said, uh, sorry about my impression. I should have got Mario down to do the Bruce Springsteen. Uh, are you here to do the interview with me for the uh, for, for uh, the radio? And I said, yeah, I am. And he says, well, come on, let's do it now. So he got two bottles of Budweiser and we went out to a little kind of umbrella area. It was a sunny day in Berlin. And uh, we sat down and I took my microphone out and started asking him questions. Uh, and then the woman arrived in a tour bus, horrified, looking at me as if to say, I told you not to. But when, when the boss... When the literally the has said, uh, you know, to do it, to do it straight Well, away. Ian, so many compliments coming in. I've enjoyed Ian Dempsey's work since watching Dempsey's Den back in the late 80s. Thank you for adding to the happy childhood memories I have. Ah. That's from Peter Jordan in Dublin. I'm listening to you all my life and I love you. Thanks for the laughs, says another. Ian Dempsey, has he considered running for president oh next time round? He'll surely be in with a shout, especially with Mario as his political advisor. <laughs> <laughs> a pirate turned president has a lovely ring to it. That's from Richard the Thatcher. Uh, I got my first job in 1984. Used to listen to Ian on my commute to work. Now, almost 40 years later, I'm still listening to Ian on my commute to work. He's still top class oh, from Noel really nice. in you. Limerick. Uh, Ian Dempsey's ability to sound as enthusiastic every day as he did on his first day is unique. A brilliant broadcaster, says John in Trim. Well done, Ian. Best item over the past 25 years on the show was the best county accent competition. Oh, I yes. can't believe Donegal won and Carlo didn't. There's, that's from Brendan <laughs> Ware in Bagnallstown. Oh. Very good. Look, um, 25 years down and just bear this in mind. If you do another 25 years, you'll just be the same age there or thereabouts as Joe Biden if he should finish a second term. All right, okay. Well, I'll bear that in mind. Thank you very much. Ian Dempsey, thank you very much. Thank you, Pat. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m.
on News Talk.